The Buffalo Beat is brought to you by GameTime, your new go-to app for the best deals on last-minute tickets. Ticket prices drop right before the game starts, and because GameTime tracks prices in real time from thousands of trusted sellers, they're able to show you the best last-minute deals with prices up to 60% off. Now, the Bills are back home next week against the Broncos, so to get in the door at the lowest price possible in the best seats possible, check out GameTime. The GameTime app is simple, quick, and easy to navigate. Download the GameTime app in the Google Play or App Store and score last-minute deals on tickets up to 60% off. Well, the Buffalo Bills did us a favor because not only did they get back on track, they got us back on track with our predictions because we le- we led you guys astray with that Cleveland game, but we're back, and uh, apparently the Bills are, I mean, kind of. They they beat the Miami Dolphins soundly today. Perhaps they let them hang around a bit too long, but that's kind of what happens with Ryan Fitzpatrick-led teams. But anyway, the Bills win 37-20. to Welcome in, everyone, to the Buffalo Beat. My name is Joe Biscaglia. With me, as always, my co-host, Matthew Fairburn. And uh, thank you all for listening to us, however you are doing so, whether it's on the podcast or the athletic podcast player or the uh, or any of the free options, which, by the way, if uh, you're listening on the free options, you can get to us ad-free by uh, by heading over to the Athletic Podcast Player. So that's a fun little thing. But if you are listening to us on the free versions, head to, uh, head to our uh, page and make sure to rate and subscribe to the channel. All right, so the Bills winning. Josh Allen has himself a day. And his best game of the season. Uh, I don't think that's that's too far out there. No turnovers. Uh, over 250 yards. Did he get over 300 total yards? I think he did. He did. Um, 312. There's something about Miami with this guy. But uh, he, he played a great game. And I think... There is some. There's still some people criticizing his day, but I just, I just don't know how he can do it. He, he did exactly what he was supposed to do. Did he miss some throws? Yes, but the guy's not going to be perfect. So I don't know. This, this is exactly what I thought would be a great game for Josh Allen, and and he, he absolutely took care of business. Found John Brown a ton, and yeah, they, I, I really don't have any complaints about what they did from an offensive perspective today. Yeah, I wouldn't say that you can sit there and pick apart this day too much, uh, the day that, that Josh Allen had. If you want to say that, you know, it doesn't necessarily drastically change his long-term outlook, that would probably be fair, just the same as one really bad game doesn't do it. And, you know, this was against a shorthanded Dolphins defense. But uh, this is the game that we've been waiting for him to have against one of these defenses that they've played against, against these secondaries that we've said are beatable secondaries. And he didn't get 300 yards, but he had four total touchdowns and 312 total yards. He is really good against the Dolphins. Uh, This is, I would say, his best game of the season, probably his best game since the finale last year, which was against the Dolphins, and he had five total touchdowns in that game. He's got 13 touchdowns in four games against the Dolphins, 25 touchdowns in... His 21 other games. So uh, Miami is good to him. And, you know, Miami's not a good team, but this is the first time all year that we've seen him 
and this offense as a whole take advantage of a good team and a good matchup and put up, you know, a, an impressive point total. 37 points is quite a few points. He made some throws, including that first touchdown to John Brown uh, that was really sharp. Uh, and, you know, you can see him work in the intermediate areas of the field a lot better. He made a, a play on a designed run that I thought, you know, that, that touchdown was really great. Uh, and so a lot of good things happened today. It didn't, I, I, I think there's work to be done yet for them sure. to change the narrative. However, they needed this. They needed to release some of that tension and frustration that we've, you know, talked about that's built up over these, you know, the loss to Cleveland and some of these uninspiring games that they've had. They needed to have a game to build some confidence and some belief in themselves on both sides of the ball. And I think finally that came today and they're about to it's about to get tougher, uh, but to finally take care of business against an inferior team in convincing fashion is is a nice sign yeah it was the get right game that's exactly the way that we kind of interpreted it interpreted it uh in the preview edition of the podcast and they just took care of business and there's really nothing wrong with that could they have won by more points perhaps but i think it might be splitting hairs a little bit at at some point you have to think to yourself well this is even though the Dolphins are barren of talent, it's not as though they're just a, a D3 college team. I mean, they still have competent enough players where they can do some things. And anytime Ryan Fitzpatrick is involved, they're probably going to put up more points than you would think that they would because the guy just, uh, he, he never seems to die <laughs> in a game like this. Sometimes he'll throw a crushing interception, which I'm absolutely shocked that he did not at some point at the end stages of the game. But he also does a lot to you know, lessen those leads and, and things like that. But this was 100% what they needed, what was prescribed to them. They needed to show not only fans, but themselves as well, that they could go out and just have a, a dominant performance like this. Not once today. Even after their initial drive only went for a field goal. Not once did I think to myself, well, this one might be in trouble. It, it was pretty evident the way that they were able to move the ball early and then to get that really quick stop on on defense on the Dolphins' first drive. It's like, all right, well, they're setting the tone right here. And then the next drive, they score another field goal. The next drive, they score a touchdown. Like you, you go back and and look at their game. Four straight scoring drives. Four out of their first five offensive drives resulted in points, which got them to twenty three points before the half. Their uh, two of their first three drives in the second half resulted in touchdowns to get them to thirty seven points. And that was kind of a criticism that we had about them not being able to convert field goal or, you know, uh, convert uh, chances into touchdowns. They answered that. It, this was a four touchdown day for this team. They had seven scoring drives. And I get that Josh Allen missed some throws today and he didn't hit the deep ball or anything like that. Um, sometimes he held on to the ball a bit too long when the throwing window was there. But I think, honestly, that's just kind of splitting hairs. You, you can You can feel like... Perhaps he can be better, but along the same lines, 
it's still a team that put up 37 points, and you have to kind of keep that in perspective. They they blew out a team that they should have blown out on the road, by the way. So I I really don't have any complaints from an offense perspective. Defensively, there were some uncharacteristic leaks in the uh, in the secondary today, I and that's something I think they were trying to trying to get a turnover <laughs> a, a few times. But the run defense stepped it up. They were getting pressure on the quarterback. They, they finally took advantage of this really bad offensive line, and yeah, it, it, it was it was an overwhelming win. Never felt like it, it was in jeopardy once. Because we like to have some fun. If you were, to, I hate fun. If you were to extrapolate, Josh Allen's now played four games against the Dolphins. If you were to extrapolate those four games into a full season, are you ready? Fancy, for the, fancy word for hashtag on pace. Are you are you ready for these numbers? I am absolutely ready. And I'm going total yards here uh, because he had some he had some games on the ground against these guys. Mm-hmm. He would his um, I, I didn't calculate his completion percentage because there's too many numbers to do on the fly here. Um, four thousand nine hundred and twenty four total yards. 52 touchdowns, 12 interceptions. 52 total touchdowns, 12 interceptions. So if you could just play the Dolphins every game, mm, yeah. that'd, be a, that'd be a historic year. But he has dominated the Dolphins, which yeah. doesn't mean a great deal in the grand scheme of things because the Dolphins have been hot garbage this year for most of the year and weren't great last year. But it's not the worst thing in the world to be really comfortable and against a division team, you know, against a team that a stadium you have to visit once a year and a team that you have to see twice a year, even though they're going to get better, obviously not bad to have a little bit of good mojo uh, in a stadium like this one where Bill's teams have had some bad mojo mm-hmm. in the past. So he's clearly comfortable here, had a couple of drives that were pretty bad, had a couple of throws that were pretty bad. But like you said, when the the big picture in total – you know, game came together the way that it did. It's really what, you know, people have been asking for. And like I said, I don't expect anybody to sit there and say, you know what? Josh Allen actually is a franchise quarterback (laughs) because he had four touchdowns against the Dolphins. I don't think you should go to that extreme either, but I think if you're picking it apart, you're you're looking for for things to, to pick apart, which is fine, you know do what you got to do but this was the game the game he needed and the game that people game that Bills fans needed game that Bills fans have been waiting for for a long time even though he didn't didn't hit the 300 yard mark he and, had four touchdowns but he had 300 total yards and he had four touchdowns so it was really uh the type of explosive game yes. playmaking game got John Brown involved you know a, a receiver had nine catches for 137 yards and two touchdowns for the Bills today I don't have it in front of me, but Pretty I don't know good. when the, the last time that happened. So uh, probably Sammy Watkins would be my guess. And so a really overall solid game from him. And I think we'll learn more about him in the next five weeks than we did today. But it doesn't hurt to go into a stretch of games against Denver, Dallas, Baltimore, Pittsburgh, and New England with one of these under your belt. Mm-hmm. Because... We've seen a lot of times this year where we've expected this game and he's come out and had one of those in-between games with a few good moments but more bad moments and a subpar stat line. 
this was not that. And it should build his confidence. It should build the offense's confidence. And uh, that's all. You, that's what you should want against the Dolphins. They should be a confidence-boosting team, and that's what they were today. Your friend and mine, a uh, friend of the show, Matt Bovey of uh, WKBW in Buffalo, he, uh, we did a little post-game hit for, for their website, and he asked me, what did we learn about this team today? It's a weird question, but what did we learn? And I thought to myself, well, from an individual perspective, we didn't learn a ton about these guys because we knew they were a lot more talented than Miami. But I think looking at it on a macro level, we learned that this team still has that certain air of mental toughness to them that have become kind of standard with Sean McDermott teams. I mean, we saw it late in the year last year after the season looked like it was just going, going quickly down the tubes. I think, what were they, 2-6 and six at one point last year? They end up the year 6-10 and 10, uh, after Josh Allen comes back and, and playing a lot better brand of football. They, they suffered a really disappointing loss last week, a game that they probably should have won, that Cleveland was giving them multiple opportunities, and they just couldn't get out of their own way enough the offense wasn't uh, Josh Allen cost them that game and he atoned for that what I liked that he corrected which I know we we critique Josh Allen a lot and I know I've brought up this point in the past but he has given us yet another example of where one thing is an issue the week before and then he almost completely corrects it the next week where he's taking on that criticism and and implementing it and this time around, a couple weeks ago, it was uh, uh, we had the we we saw him bailing out of the pocket too quickly, and then after that, we uh, we saw him uh, we we really just saw him uh, not being able to. Uh, I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, I think I think we'll let this run because yeah, I'm not sure what just happened. What but. what what just happened? We have a because uh, I was on a roll and you kind of kind of heard me starting to stumble a little bit. So here's what just happened: the uh, the the nice gentleman who is uh, patrolling the radio press areas. I think he came in to tell us we're good. Ah, I think I, I can't I, say for sure. I thought I, I saw him do like a a signal that made me think like, oh, you guys got to get out of here. That's what I thought, but then he was kind of like, "You're good." So <laughs> and then I, he came over and whispered to you. Yeah, mixed mixed messages. And then if you he heard the, even, he may even appear on my. Uh, he may even make the show. Hey now, hey now. He, well, he may. No, I'm saying he may even appear. He, he may have been picked up on my mic. Oh, that's true. So he may make you, an appearance. If you but. hear like a, a little finger esque whisper back there, but anyway. I forgot what I was saying about he, Josh. He, did, he is a quarterback. He, he implemented who, a change where he didn't bail out of the pocket as he, much. He does that well, where he'll you know learn from mistakes, and also mistakes don't cripple him, which is you know you like to see that from a especially a quarterback to have that short term memory, but not so much so that he's doing the same thing over and over again. You know, the same thing wrong over and over again. So. Still much to learn about Josh Allen, but I think he's going to get some breathing room this week. You, you know, he's going to get some people off his back. He's going to feel a little bit better about himself going into the week of preparation. And 
it's a tough test against the Broncos next week, a, a good defense and a team that put a whooping on the Vikings this week, uh, or they were beating up on them pretty good. I don't know what the final score was. Um, but needed confidence for this offense as a whole to know that that game is, is there. Uh, wait, Minnesota won? Yeah, they came oh back and God. won. <laughs> and that's well, why I was wondering, I'm like, does he know? <laughs> yeah, well, that's why I said. I don't know what the final score was, but they were putting a hurting on him. Well, they hung tight with the, the Vikings anyways. Um, wow. Yeah, that happened. Quite a game there. Yep. i have to go back and watch that one. But, yeah, I mean, a, a Broncos team that's not a pushover. Uh, you know, they hung tight with one of the best teams in the NFC. They have a, a really strong defense. And they're going into a stretch of games where the defenses are going to be uh, you know, legitimately tough, uh, you know, between Denver, Dallas, Baltimore, Pittsburgh, and New England. That's a, a tough stretch of the schedule, and it, I think it's good to to go in there with a little bit of belief in yourself and, you know, a little, I don't want to use the, the M word, but, you know. Yeah, don't just, do that. Just to have one of these to yeah. remember that, all right, we can do that. We can put up points when we're rolling, uh, and it won't come as easy next week but uh nice to finally see them put it all together on offense yeah it certainly was and defensively they deserve they deserve credit they made some tweaks that i think definitely helped them uh they split time almost down the middle between kevin johnson and levi wallace uh, by my count anyway they uh they knew that maybe levi needed a Milano-esque view from the sideline a little bit to keep him going. They still really like him. And I think his first six, seven games and what he was able to do there, that is what is keeping them coming back to him because they, they know the potential that's there. He's just He just struggles with tackling sometimes, struggles with the physicality sometimes. And, it, you know, it's just little little things that he needs to clean up that have been getting to him lately. And then... You know, obviously the two touchdowns last week, it, 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 it would be tough not to ding somebody's confidence. But to their credit, they tried to get a new look out there with Kevin Johnson. And Kevin Johnson seemed like he played pretty well. I'll reserve full opinion until go back and, and watch all of it again. But I thought that this was a defense that responded well. They knew that they were facing one of the, uh, I guess what I would call one of the worst running backs in the league and Kalen Balage and one of the worst offensive lines in the league. And At one point, Kalen Balage had six rushes for zero yards and a touchdown. He finished with nine rushes for nine yards and a touchdown. Pretty, pretty good. Pretty good. Yeah, this is... That offense, is the as fielded today, was one of the worst I've ever seen. Uh, <laughs> it was, without Preston Williams and Mark Walton, even worse than the one we saw a few weeks ago. And... It turns out the cure for the Bills' run defense was playing against one of the worst offensive lines in football. Uh, I don't imagine that. I don't know that that's fixed. Uh, you know, we'll find out in the coming weeks. And that's sort of the, I think the the big picture of this game is okay. You know, but it goes back to what we've said all season: is okay, sure, you can beat up on teams like the Dolphins and you know feast on an easy schedule. Doesn't mean that you're going to beat. Uh, you know, teams with a winning record, they, which they still haven't done. However, they might be able to get to the playoffs just beating the teams that aren't very good. Yeah. Uh, you know, the Jets are still on the schedule. The Broncos, while a, a tough team, under 500. Pittsburgh, 
took a massive step back on Thursday. They really did, and you know, still a contender, no doubt. But I don't think they are. But a beatable team, um, and so this team, this Bills team, should still make the playoffs. Yeah, but I mean, at seven and three, you're freaking better. Yeah, at that point, you're you go five hundred down the stretch, and you're in. Right. That's it. That's what it all boils down to. It's just just go five hundred. You you started the year six and two. You 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 win three games out of six. You're good. Three. Don't worry and about three. it. So you can lose to Dallas, Baltimore, and New England. Yeah, that's it. You took care of business today. That if they lost this game, I would have been compelled to think that they're not going to make the playoffs at all. But they won today. They ha- they handled their business. They've got a lot of confidence heading into that Denver game, and they're going to be at home. And honestly. I don't know. I mean, I watched Brandon Allen in his first start when we were getting ready for the Browns game. He did not look great. There was a lot of yards after the catch that were manufactured by his own guys. And, you know, Cortland Sutton has made a few incredible catches over the last couple of weeks with Brandon Allen. But he's he's not really that good. So that's a game, even though they have a tough defense... So do that. So do the Bills. So, that should be a win. Yes. You know. So that's at home, especially. They're at a point where I don't think today, big picture, changed your view of this team in any way. Uh, maybe maybe you feel better about the quarterback, and I wouldn't blame you for that uh, because he had a great great day. Maybe his best day as a pro. So perhaps you feel better about him, but you might be tempering that with the fact that it was the Dolphins. I don't think the defense did a whole lot today that makes you feel that. You know they're back on track. Uh, the, the Dolphins were still moving the ball a little bit too much on them, um, and quite frankly, at this point, you kind of know what you have in that defense. Mm-hmm. You're probably not sitting there thinking this team's for sure knocking somebody off in the playoffs, but it's a a team with some young players coming into their own, playing big roles, and they're going to get to play meaningful football against some legitimate teams down the stretch. That is to me the the big picture of this team right now is that judgment true judgment will come eventually uh and it'll probably come you know at some point next season but if this team's able to make the playoffs and have some of these guys grow on the job a little bit i think you know that can be viewed as, as a net positive. Now we'll see how they finish the season. They mm-hmm. have to, they have to take care of business against the Broncos and Jets. They have to do it against the Steelers, quite frankly, on or, the road, or steal one against the Ravens, who keep looking better and better, or the Cowboys and Patriots. So it's all right there in front of them, and you know they don't really get to use. There's not too many excuses to not get it done, right? Yeah, They're right. a pretty healthy team. Uh, you know, they've got plenty of talent, and it's all right there. So I think this is – there were a lot of people on edge after the Browns game of, you know, which way is this team going to go? Mm-hmm. Are they going to be the third team to lose to the Dolphins three straight weeks? Um, but they didn't. They stopped the bleeding, and they've got this thing heading in the right direction. They could be 8-3 and three heading into Thanksgiving, right? which is – you know, kind of crazy to think about. Yeah, certainly. And I'm going to bring up something that I don't, I don't know that we've, we've brought up at all on this show. The Bills, they're 4-1 and one on the road this season. Their only loss was last week to Cleveland. I mean, that's, 
granted, they played against the Jets and the Giants at the beginning of the year, but I also think that Jets team was a little bit of a different Jets team than the one that happened after Monogate. Um, and then they won a fairly tough game at Tennessee. Tennessee is in the wild card mix, so that's a good game. That's a good win, I think, against a, a coin flip opponent. And then they dominated Miami. They lost to Cleveland, obviously, but... Yeah, three doormats in there, if I you think I, about I, it. I, I wouldn't call the Jets a doormat. Not, uh, not week one. They almost beat him. Sam Darnold might have had mono in that game. He was diagnosed, what, two days later? And sure. C.J. Mosley got hurt at halftime. Right. So, I mean, they were... It was I mean, still were, it was still a... They were a pretty lousy club. It was a... Cl- yes. The Giants are a pretty great. lousy club, but... Did the Jets win today? Sam Darnold threw four touchdowns. I know today, he, he went. He went off. Look. I don't know if they won, but um, clearly I'm not a, an authority on what's yeah, they happening won. in the league. When uh, they, they beat Washington, I thought the Broncos won, and they <laughs> they beat Washington 34-17. Well, Washington. Yeah, it's just one of those years in the NFL where a lot of teams are not very good, but you'd say they're one and one against quality opponents on the road at this point, but not laying an egg on the road. A little bit of credit yeah. to there. They've got their two. Would you say they've got their? They've got their three toughest road games still left. They do, and so we'll find out what they're made well, of on the road. Well, I, I think I think Tennessee might be a tougher road game than Pittsburgh. Uh, I would say Mason Rudolph. Environment wise, uh, heading into Heinz Field sure. and playing yeah. that defense okay. is quite a bit tougher than going to Nashville, where there was quite a. You don't think Tennessee is a better team than Pittsburgh? I don't know for sure. Um, you know, I, I think they're pretty close, and I think Pittsburgh is a much tougher environment to play in. And uh, I, I think Pittsburgh's defense might be better, but probably splitting hairs. Two similar games, uh, I, but I would say still, certainly the two toughest road games, arguably the three toughest, are still on the schedule. So to be determined there mm-hmm. for me before I hand out too much credit. Before I start calling them road warriors or anything like that. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, how do we how do we even go forward from this? Because this is, like like I brought up when I had the conversation with Beauvais on the field earlier. It's like, we didn't learn a ton about this team. It's just a, more of a confirmation than anything that they're actually good. There's a decent team yeah, buried deep beneath. Yes. The surface that yes. likes to escape sometimes. And it and seemed seven and three. Yeah, it seemed like. I know we might have mentioned it on the preview pod. It seemed things seemed a little tense this week around the building, but it almost kind of seemed like that that locker room after the game, like it, it was as loud as I can remember. Guys were giving each other crap left and right. Um, it just seemed like there was like a collective breath of relief um from that entire locker room because they they solved what ailed them at least for a week and they got back on track the way that they they knew i mean go right down the list Hauschka hits all three of his field goals and all of his all of his extra point attempts then you have josh allen not bailing out of the pocket and converting on chances offensively converting into touchdowns john brown putting putting back a uh, remember when he dropped a pass last week you know, absolutely dominating this game. Brian Dable 
getting Devin Singletary involved early and well, often. We'll get to Brian Dable. Yes, yes, we sure will. But we'll get to him. <laughs> but that's that's another thing that went their way. They solved the run defense. They they were able to get to the quarterback. They they forced a turnover. Well, uh, kind of. They didn't force yeah. diddly poo. That no, was they didn't. A, they jumped on the ball, but though. But they did get it. They, they did get they, it. They that was the there ball. are there are giveaways and there are takeaways. That was a giveaway. Yeah, that was a giveaway. The Bills did That's not true. take the ball away. The Dolphins gave it away. But all of the different, like, and Josh Allen really didn't face much pressure when he was in the backfield. It's, it's just, it, it all was working. And so that's why you don't, you didn't really learn anything, but they have to feel really damn good about what they just did out there. Yeah, they got right as we were uh, yes. discussing. They right seemed game. like for months waiting for that game. And, <laughs> and you know, this one was that game. So, I don't know. Should we roll into some awards here? Yeah, I, I think so. Uh, first, we will go to the Matt Barkley Award. For, I think I have a candidate for this. Oh, by all means. You got it. Um, I'm going to go with Brian Dable's mustache. Oh, jeez. Because, really, it came it came out of nowhere. Right? Yes. Much like Matt Barkley. Yes. Uh, I don't think any of us saw it coming from yes. Brian Dable. And... He was able to to shake thirty seven points out of that mustache. Yes, and a and a W. I mean, at this point, kind of have to keep it, don't you? I I I think there will be an outright revolt inside the building if he does not keep it. I mean, maybe you know another guy that had a lot of critics heading into the week, and they hang thirty seven on a lousy team, but you know Brian Dable and his mustache get the Matt Barkley award today. I'm sure he'll hang that on, on the wall in his office. What, his mustache? Yeah. <laughs> that mustache. It was, it was a fake one. That was a, that is a hell of a mustache. Uh, he, As Dawson Knox said, I was talking to him about it after, he said, not his best look. <laughs> I, uh, I know we are being not so serious about his mustache, but one thing that did change this week is that Brian Dable was in the booth as opposed to on the field. And since it went well today, odds are they're going to do that again next week. That's that's such a classic football guy. Things aren't happening. Move like yeah. I'm gonna go well, in the booth. See yeah. things different. Yeah, see things from a Shave different. Shave a mustache and <laughs> go up into the booth. <laughs> I mean, it worked today. The the mustache and and the whole probably probably more mustache than no. But yes, that's that's something that coordinators tend to do when you know they always say yeah, it's a much more sterile environment. Um, you you aren't caught up in the emotions of the moment as as much, and and you can see things from up top. It gives you a great benefit. And then once things start going poorly for like three four weeks, then they're like, all right, back down on the field, let's go. Uh, it's just kind of a cyclical thing in in football. You kind of see it all the time. It's not a, like a huge deal one way or the other, but th- it worked for Brian Dable this time around. We'll see how it, how it works next time. Okay, let's get into uh, the not so nice awards. Uh, first of all, the Dre Archer Award, which I will give to Robert Foster. Might as well rename it after him. Zero snaps today. How about that? After getting involved in the game plan, the Bills, here was the adjustment Brian Dable made. And I'll be writing about this in uh, in the observations column. They went basically with the same five guys the entire game. 
in terms of their skill players. John Brown played 100% of snaps. Cole Beasley played, I believe, into the, the 90%. Uh, yes, 90%, 90.1 by my count. Isaiah McKenzie was at 80%. Dawson Knox was at 71.8%. So that was just a huge disparity because what we've seen from, from them for so long in the season has just been kind of like a hockey-style shift change from one play to the next where it's like, all right, three, three guys on, three guys out, two guys on, two guys out, just to give different looks to the opponent. But today they just kept it simple for Josh Allen probably more than anything, and then and then they, they attacked. So good on them for that. So I'll give it to Robert Foster because quite literally – he did not do a single thing offensively. He played special team snaps, but did not do a thing otherwise. Now to the... Uh, oh, that was the Dree Archer Award. Now to the Vontae Davis Award for the player that did not show up in the second half. I'm not sure that there is one. Just going over this quickly. I mean, you could go to some guy, another guy that didn't really show up much at all. is Lee Smith. Um, Tyler Croft. Didn't do a whole lot in the first or second half. He got a catch, I think, in the uh, he, second he, half, right? Yeah, but that was the problem. His one yeah. catch came in the second half, so he yeah. can't be Vontae Davis. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, maybe Trent Murphy. Seemed like his uh, his time on the field was dwindling a little you bit. You are correct. In, in the second half. Uh, and Shaq Lawson was getting more of that, that run in the pass rush situation. So, yep. Um, you got in it. a game like this, there's not too many. Uh, did he get a sack today? Too I don't many think he candidates. Did. Shaq Lawson had no, Shaq one did. sack. I'm talking about Trent Murphy. I don't think Trent Murphy did. Trent Murphy might be the only starting. He's not even on the stat sheet. He didn't even get a tackle. There, there you go. So, there you go. There's all <laughs> the evidence I need. Uh, yeah. Okay. So, come on, Darlene. Time. I'll just let you go because my come on Darlene was going to be the guy that you the the thing that you gave the Matt Barkley award to. So I'm going to have to recalibrate here. I'm going. I mean, he can get both. No, well, and it would be fitting with uh, with what I'm going to give my come on Darlene to. I have to give a shout out to Taylor Wold W O L D. Apologies if I'm pronouncing that wrong, but he tweeted at us with a nomination. And frankly, this is why we need the listeners. Uh, they need to be a part of this this bracket sometimes because we don't watch the broadcast and on the broadcast i don't even know who was announcing this game but they were they must have been joking around about brian dable's mustache because one of them asked the other guy you know maybe you should you should grow a mustache and the guy said well i could i could you know go for a a, a dirty sanchez and but i might not be able to go for the full mustache and i'm thinking that guy might want to go back to the drawing board and kind of figure out exactly what he said um because that's bad he's gonna want that one back yeah can we get you to grow the stash (laughs) next week i could probably squeeze out maybe a dirty sanchez not not really a full stash that's pretty much the spirit of this segment of the podcast more than anything i've i've seen this season so i think that one's going to be a a final four contender to the announcer threatening to pull off a dirty Sanchez live on CBS. Oh, wow. Yeah. <laughs> You're calling your shot, and I don't know that I disagree there. Uh, wow. Um, well, in the spirit of the thing, I think it's only fair to put Brian Dable's mustache on the bracket as well. So my come on, Darlene, goes to Brian Dable for sporting the mustache the way that he did today. Or perhaps not sporting it sooner. If this was the cure, <laughs> why didn't he do it from the start? He's always had the potential. He has. 
He has. He he. Here's here's a fun little thing about Brian Dable. Whenever whenever like we're at practice or anything, he always has like some sort of like. It, it just like some sort of comment. It, it's all good-hearted stuff, like to us, like about how we're dressed or how our hair looks, things like that. Man, oh man, can't, I can't wait for that conversation the, ne- the next time around. Yeah, if he walks out there tomorrow and still has that, that's that's gonna be uh, that's gonna be something. Yeah, it, yeah, it's uh, I'm sure sure all of his kids love it. Perhaps I should shave a mustache just to go. Mono mano with a mustache uh, on mustache in the news conference. I will one hundred percent see his reaction. I will one hundred percent guarantee you that if you do that, you will be next week's come on, darling. <laughs> for me. That's probably true. <laughs> I would probably be my own at that point. Yeah. Uh, honestly. Okay. Um the next thing for the uh for the Bills, a home game against the Denver Broncos, who are basically out of the playoff race this year. The Bills and are they apparently lost today, <laughs> which was a new development that we learned. On In this your show. defense, you were you were doing stuff and and diligently working during the game and paying attention, and sometimes you just you just don't don't see those things. And because you saw, oh, Minnesota's getting their doors blown off. Denver's going to go on to win this game and getting boat raced. Boat raced indeed. But evidently not. Yeah, Minnesota. Tale of two halves out there. <laughs> In uh, Minnesota. <laughs> so, yes, the Bills have the Broncos up next. All right. So that'll do it for us. And if y- I'm sure you guys will be very interested in where the Bills rank across the league. So if you are so inclined, check out the Athletics, the NFL Power Rankings podcast. And uh, that brings you a wide look at the National Football League with weekly rankings of who's rising, who's falling, and who to watch for with hosts Lindsay Jones and Amy Parlapiano. So make sure to listen to the uh, to the most recent episode for the top five most dysfunctional franchises, which talks about the Browns, the Dolphins, the Jets. So it might be a fun listen if you uh, if you don't like the Dolphins or the Jets. But I'm sure there will be much more stuff about the Bills and their win over the Dolphins in one of those. If you if you can't get enough podcasting, can't get enough of the Dolphins win. We're here for you. All right, Matthew Fairburn. This has been fun. Please don't shave a mustache. Uh, no promises. I can't grow one. Well, I could. It, it would only take me a month. So you, you won't see it from me. At least you did not make the same comment the man on the broadcast did about his lack of ability to grow a mustache. Ooh. Man. We all learned something today. We, we learned valuable lessons. Hopefully that man learned his lesson. Yikes. Luckily, I, he's lucky I don't know his name. He doesn't have to be named here. I'm I'm, I'm not even going to look it up. That way, (laughs) down the line, I don't judge him for it. Yes. I won't look it up either in solidarity, but you know what's going to happen. People are going to start tweeting at us. Yes, absolutely. They're going to ruin the fun. Yes, they are. Okay. Thank you all for listening to this episode of the Buffalo Beat, and we will talk to you next on the subscriber-only pod on Thursday. See you then, everybody.